sweet moves, bro. What? No, actually, that was terrible. <laughs> what was that? Welcome back to Sin City Crypto. Crypto fan, we're excited to have you guys back. One of our live shows. We are coming at you live from Global Studios in Sin City, Nevada. I'm one of your co-hosts, David. Before we get into the content, quick disclaimer, we are not financial advisors. Please do your own research. And if you listen to Robin yesterday on his take on the bull market, I'm sorry, just listen to David. Anyway, speaking of Robin, let's go ahead and meet your other co-host, Big Rob. What's up? Hola! It's your boy, Big Rob, back in the house. Welcome to Sin City Crypto. If it's your first time checking us out, we're an entertainment-focused cryptocurrency channel. Here, we take the old, the boring, the stale information and package it up in a fun and sexy way. Quick shout-out to Global Media. They help broadcast this out to other channels than just YouTube. And then here. We don't just do live streams. What do we do? We also do deep dives. Just the live stream, though. Check out the deep dives. And then, you ain't like the video yet? The hell wrong with you? What's wrong? If you ain't subscribed yet, what the? What the hell is wrong with you? And then, uh, if you ain't hit that subscribe bell or uh, notification bell <laughs> or subscribe bell, whichever one you want to call it today, uh, what the hell are you doing? Now, markets not looking so juicy, but. What happened, Robin? But we still sitting. We still run, sitting bro. over forty-two. Hey, we're in a bull it's run. A bull, it's a pullback, bro. We're in bull run. A bull, a, a bull run is not just straight parabolic growth. There is uh, ups and downs on the way up. You know, it's like a, it's like taking a taking a flight of stairs. You know, it's not it's not a ramp. There's steps, up, sideways, up, sideways, up, sideways. That's what we're doing. Sideways. Okay? I've never seen Donnie. Have you ever seen sideways stairs? No, this isn't Harry Potter or Willy Wonka? We don't have elevators what? that go side to side. No. What does a stair look like? Stairs go uh, up and to the right. Yeah, but you only go down. Right. You only go down when you need to go down. Look here. Either way. All I'm saying is, hey, quick shout out to Hindi. Hindi, my man. Hindi. I'm glad to see you in here early. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Chef Murder. We got Nick in here. James, Sean. What up, my dude? and uh Garrett, Russell. Garrett, russell russell what's up glad to see everybody's in here today i saw a little uh a little back and forth in the chat about opening up the club yeah we haven't opened up the club at all this week bullshit sad i'm a big club guy i like uh i like the music we need to open up the club 21 people today we're doing it. 21 people one more day. We're off to a decent start. We're at, we're at 10 people right now. One more day until, Robin? Oh, blockchain parlay. You know, I'm surprised we didn't reach 21 with blockchain parlay last week. I know. We're giving out free money, man. Yeah. We're sending you free crypto. I know what's happening. What's up? The people in our community are not telling anyone else because they want to have a better chance of winning. Makes sense. Oh, Makes sense. Damn. Makes sense. But hey, listen. You know, we're giving out our free money here. We're not really making money from YouTube yet. So Here's the thing. When we get more people in in our community we're gonna raise up the prize pool so and we can do different are, pools as well yeah if you're a savvy trader if you know what you're doing in crypto and we start getting 100 200 500 people in the chat we ain't gonna be giving out no 50 bitcoin 50 dollars in bitcoin we're gonna be giving out 25 million 25 bajillion <laughs> not take that to the bank yeah all right. right so uh, uh either way Still looking good. Uh, we are holding strong support at that 42,000 mark. So uh, even though you might see red in the 24-hour uh, chart, maybe even the weekly chart, still still looking good. I mean, we're better off. It was just uh, last month. 
we were sitting 30 something thousand. So uh, we are we are making higher highs, higher lows. Uh, and in the process, there is going to be some pullbacks. So uh, I, I wouldn't be too concerned. I, you know, I, I do joke around about being super bullish, uh, but this is a long term game. This is long term growth. I think I think the day I think the bottom is in. I think the bottom was thirty two thousand and I don't think we're going to be back down there again. So uh, in the in the meantime, just just, you know, I, li I like to I like to I like to have the hope you I, li I like I like to be positive. And for me, maybe I get a little uh, exasperated and I say that things are going to grow faster than they, than they should, but exasperated. Yes, right. So, yeah, you know. I'm telling that... you, the box with his words. I'm telling you, bro. Exasperated. Yeah. You're slacking, Donnie. Okay. If you are exasperated and you're in the chat, put a one in the chat. If you are exasperated, put a one in the chat, baby. Let's go. All right. How exasperated are you, David? I, I actually have some good news on Bitcoin. Oh, yeah? I want to show you guys. I pulled some metrics from Glassnode. Donnie, will you please pull up my laptop? So I got two charts. First chart I'm going to show you. These are the number of Bitcoin addresses that hold a minimum of 0.1 Bitcoin. So a tenth of a Bitcoin. This is from end of December 2020 until now. You can see we are at all-time highs. Up 200,000 wallets. 200,000 wallet difference from December 28th of 2020 until now. And the next chart I want to show you this is a chart for Bitcoin addresses that hold at least a thousand coins. And you can see we have been on a downtrend. So what do these charts tell us? A, whales are dumping. B, shrimps are accumulating. So when you have smaller wallet, wallet the more wallet addresses with smaller amount of Bitcoin, the less likely those are going to dump. And the less likely that they'll all dump at the same time. So what does that do? That provides stability in the price movement. That is probably why we saw Bitcoin hit 44 and not drop to 38 or 36 and just drop to 41, 42. So this is, this is extremely bullish in my personal opinion. I don't know what Robin thinks. We'll get to that in a second. But Instead of having 10 wallets hold all the Bitcoin, we want to have a million wallets holding all the Bitcoin. It provides stability in the market. Uh, so to me, this is great. Robin, what are your initial thoughts on, on these charts? Yeah, the, the smaller the 1% is, because that's, that's essentially how it is. And maybe, maybe not for Bitcoin, but just generally speaking, we're just broad economics, whether it's Bitcoin, altcoins, traditional fiat, stock market, stocks, uh, generally speaking, 1% of the holders usually control 90% of the funds. Uh, and the same can be, it, it holds true for crypto and Bitcoin. I don't know the exact number on Bitcoin, but probably something very similar. Uh, so as you see this wealth get diversified, and as you see more retail investors putting their savings and investing in their future in Bitcoin. Uh, it just speaks for more market adoption. And it's a good thing. Uh, I do I do wonder, because a lot of the practice for some of the whales to mitigate risk is to diversify uh, your holdings out of one wallet. So uh, myself, personally, if I was sitting on a thousand Bitcoin, for an example, I wouldn't keep it in one wallet. So I would... And and I know this is common practice. What if it was a hardware wallet? I mean, I, I I'm just saying that like I'm sure there's probably a big chunk of people. I mean, even that, for me, what I'm saying, there's probably a big chunk of people that are keeping their Bitcoin on 
on a hard wallet, but there's also a big chunk of people that are diversifying. Well, even so if, it has, even if it you... has to be some some proportion of these whales are not selling their Bitcoin or dumping their Bitcoin, but basically, you know, protecting themselves from hacks and other things. So, and even if you did have it on a hardware wallet, I would still, you know, if I got a thousand Bitcoin, I wouldn't keep it on one wallet exactly. either. Even if it's a hardware, I'd probably disperse it among two or three. So, uh, my God, what's up? Welcome back. AG. Hey, AG, how did your uh, paper Olga, go, man? How you doing? Welcome back. AG, AG, how did your paper go? Curious. Uh, what we send you, did that help out? Hope you got an A, my friend. Let us know. Um, all right. That's all we got to open up. Yeah. You ready for the hot take? Yeah, let's get right into it. Get right it. into the hot take. Let's, let's go, go, baby. It's hot. Caliente. Today's hot take, we're going to discuss... <clears throat> the effects of Russia and Ukraine war. You want to start it off, David? Yeah, the effects of Russia and Ukraine war. Or as possibility far as, as far of as it. crypto. Okay. Poss possibility of it. So I thought this was all going away. You know, that's why the markets kind of bounced back a couple of days ago. But apparently now Russia's saying that they were going to pull the troops out, but they haven't really done it. So people are uneasy. The markets have been dumping today, not just crypto market, but the traditional market as well. And we'll get into that during the market analysis. But it only makes so we have an article that talks about Ukraine adopting crypto. We're not going to get into that in detail, but you kind of see what's happening, right? Russia, before they went in, you know, before they, you know, all the aggression against Ukraine, they legalized Bitcoin or uh, crypto. Now you have Ukraine on the other side, they are legalizing crypto. So they understand that if war were to happen, what's the best chance of protecting their assets? So to me, I think obviously in the short term, it might bring everything down, like the stock market, like the crypto market. But in the long term, even the medium to long term, I think it definitely will help crypto. So uh, war is never good. But speaking, just taking just a, the crypto aspect of it, I think it could be a positive. People could see that, hey, it's decentralized. Not one person can take a hold control of our accounts, whatever the case may be. Let's put more money in crypto. Let's kind of focus on that a little more. So that's what I think is happening and is going to continue to happen. Well, here, here's the thing. Don't dismiss Ukraine as a small country. They are a massive power. They're located uh, in the heart of Europe. Uh, they're kind of like the, uh, the, last, uh, the last country before you get like literally into the middle. So you have Germany and then Ukraine and Russia. Uh, Ukraine is a pivotal country. Anyways, the reason I say all of this is that uh, with the war between them is going to cause extreme hardship between not only russia and ukraine but with the eu nato is um partnered with the ukraine so uh it's it's not going to be good and and that's why there's fear in the markets uh so you have russia's uh market went down you know the stocks in general went down five percent uh this morning uh and that was kind of the catalyst uh, for the uh, the world markets taking a dump, uh, and it's just it's not good. I, now here's the thing, you know. Yes, the Wall Street. Yes, the the world markets will bounce back. Traditionally, when it comes to war times, uh, the 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 markets take a, a step back for forty five days on average, sometimes two months. Uh, but they do they do come back. But I mean, I mean, you got sanctions. You have all kinds of geopolitical issues that are going to arise from this. So 
uh, it is it is a major major factor. And so supposedly, you know, war is Im imminent. It's coming. Now, how true this is, I, I you know I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. I mean, we're not a we're not a wartime uh, channel here, so I'm not going to go into the nuts and bolts of it. But just my own personal feelings. I don't know how uh, I don't know how much I believe it. You know, there's a lot. You know, with wartime now, things have shifted from how they were expressed, and now you got a lot of things on social media. You have a lot of uh, manipulation with just like the mainstream media, and uh, so it's to be seen. Just uh, if it, if they do go to war. It's uh, probably not going to be good, at least not in the short term. Uh, things will bounce back, but uh, and then we'll kind of touch on uh, Ukraine uh, as far as crypto. We do got some articles and the talking points to t discuss on that as well. Uh, but but then again, it's, it's no coincidence that the Bank of Russia wanted to ban it. And then here they are trying to invade Ukraine and then, oh, they're legalizing it. And then here's Ukraine, the well, country that's trying to get well, invaded. He, and now well, here's the thing. So with, with Russia, with Russia... So the article last week was that they're going to accept cryptocurrency as, as you know, a form of legal tender, basically. Uh, so they recognize that they're not mandating that businesses take it, but they're just simply saying that like, hey, it's, it's usable here, uh, right. at least in an, in an official aspect. And I think, and a lot of experts think, a lot of this has to do with circumventing uh, sanctions that are going to come down. So the yep. EU... Uh, the United States included, obviously, uh, they they're they have this big package of sanctions. And if you're not familiar with sanctions, they pretty much uh, they pretty much hamper and restrict uh, business with top companies that work with the government. So the banking infrastructure, anything that's that goes to defense, uh, any money trading. So basically, like the heart, you know, the bloodline that goes into the country to support war and to support finances is all going to be cut off with, with major, major sanctions. Uh, so with that said, how do you, how do you get by that? How do you move money? How do you move money in a way that uh, can't be censored by the EU? Yeah, I, the question, the, the, the answer is obvious. And uh, right now it's crypto. It's, like, it's exasperation. <laughs> exasperation. <laughs> exasperation so uh yeah so now that's uh with crypto so uh it gives them a different avenue and you know what ukraine's like hey um maybe that's that's a good idea let's let's do that as well so uh we'll, and we'll, we'll get a little further into that here in a moment too so yeah all right all right speaking of that yeah let's get right into it talking point get that chat out. all right we are starting off the chitter chatter today with Ukraine. Breaking news, Ukraine legalizes crypto a few days after Russia. And another big news today, in other uh, in another big news today amid ongoing war situation in Ukraine, uh today legalized crypto. The vice prime minister officially announced that Ukraine parliament has adopted law on virtual assets. The new law will protect assets of crypto investors from possible fraud or abuse. Uh, Ukraine is, and Robin mentioned this, Ukraine is also not far behind and, and the country is ranked fourth in global crypto adoption index by chain analysis. And their yearly crypto transaction volumes in Ukraine are estimated to be around $8 billion. So Ukraine might seem like a small country, but they're not, just like Robin said. $8 billion in, in transaction volume per year is a lot. So this is absolutely huge news. 
Uh, and we're going to see more and more and more of this happening. Do I think Ukraine would have done this now if there was no war tension with Russia? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But the simple fact of the matter is, it's happening. So take, 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 it from, take, take from the article this. During uncertain times, what are countries doing? During uncertain financial times, what are countries doing? You saw Russia. Now you sing Ukraine. That's all I got to say. Okay, so what's what's one of Russia's strongest tactics when it comes to war? Nuclear uh, missiles. Most decimals are most destructive, but uh, something that that they've done is that they disrupt communications and technology. Oh yeah. Uh, so they have uh, they have a lot of tools to help scramble radio communications uh to pull uh to basically knock out servers uh internet uh and basically all of the rails that help move money and or information uh can be taken out little by little through bombings and also through uh coordinated electronical attacks and what that can you know what that can do to a country is that it just shuts off their 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 monetary system and you can't move you can't move money from from the the capital to the front lines you can't fund or you know fund rebels or or the front lines uh so it makes sense this this is unprecedented times this is something that's never that has never been an option that's never been on the table basically you knock out somebody's communications and their payment rails in the past in the 90s there was nothing else you could do. Nothing. You couldn't move money. You couldn't move money. But now, as long as you have a connection to the internet, whether it's just a, simply a cell phone, a computer, a database, you can now transact, move money, and through the addition of smart contracts, move information as well uh, to one part of the country to the other. You don't I think need. That's key. What you mentioned, not not just moving money, moving information. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that a lot of people overlook that right now, right now, information on the traditional system is stored in servers. And so you knock out a server or you knock that, you knock out the ability to connect to a server. That's it. Yeah. And you know, if you knock out radio communications on top of that, how on earth are you supposed to communicate? And now if you have a satellite that connects internet, and you have blockchain network that connects to no servers, you can, you can communicate. You can send data in large, large amounts, and you can store all this information on the blockchain. And obviously, you can get funding where it needs to. Uh, so uh, I think as countries have wartime events pop up in the future, this is going to be natural adoption. It's, it's an instant remedy and a fix to some of the destructive means that that countries have when they go to war. So, um, Robin, um, AG wants to know: Are you from the Midwest? Says you have a Midwest ring. I am you. from Virginia. So is that? That's not the Midwest, right? No, it's just coast? south, south, the south, southeast. Yeah, I mean, it's on uh, it's on the Atlantic coast, but yeah. And then uh, what else? He said something else too. Uh, he said you're really uh, said you're ugly. Said I'm smart. 
Oh, oh I, I read that wrong. Not only am I smart, but your boy, <laughs> be looking sweet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Thanks, AG. Way to, way, to, way to bring that so, up, buddy. You know, I don't know. So de definitely there's some surprises that have come, come about this wartime events. So I... Uh, Not all bad either. No. Let's uh, stay on Russia. Let's go on to our next article. Bank of Russia reports first successful digital ruble transfers between users. The Central Bank of the Russian Federation, also known as the CBR, and participating financial institutions have begun testing the digitalized national fiat currency, aka the CBDC. Two of the banks have successfully completed a full cycle of digital ruble transfers between clients using mobile banking applications, the regulator explained. The digital ruble is based on a two-tier model. Bank of Russia is the issuer and operator of the platform, while end users access it through intermediaries, aka exchanges or banks. They will be able to create wallets and conduct transactions via the mobile app of any bank. Uh, and I believe no, that was it. So not going to spend too much time on this article, but I'm a little surprised at how fast things moved in Russia. Right? Went from, uh, we want to ban, nope, never mind, bam, we're legalizing it, bam, CBDC, bam, transactions already happening. Uh, maybe there is a war in PD. I don't know. Do you think there's a precursor to, to, they know it's about to go down? So like, hey, we need to get this up and going like ASAP. So, I mean, do you agree, Robin? Pretty pretty fast, right? Going well, from they, banning no, to- No, well, here, here's the thing. The ban was coming from the banks. It was- It was coming from the what? From their banking system. Uh, so now the banks are transacting CBDC. Well, here's the thing. So the banks, <clears throat> the banks made a recommendation to the government to ban crypto. So their their federal banks were were making a request, like, hey, this crypto thing, it's uh, it's hurting our bottom line. We don't like it. We're losing, we're losing, uh, losing money. It's not good for the country. You guys should ban it. That's basically the the memo they sent out. Russia is like, well, uh, actually, there's a lot of benefits here. Uh, we understand your concerns, but uh, it's more beneficial for us to embrace and adopt crypto than it is to shut it off, ban, and or attempt to ban something that it lives on the internet. And you can't ban something that lives on the internet unless you ban the internet uh, or control the internet, uh, which is what how kind of China does yeah. does their ban. North Korea. You know, if they had a free internet, as far as anybody could talk and go wherever they want it would be a lot harder for you to regulate cryptocurrency but that's for another that's for another article uh no I, you know the the c you know this this article is more in reference to the cbdc's so central bank digital currency and hey you either get on the train or you get left behind and if you don't get on the train which is uh for this situation it's embrace crypto and at least try to monetize it yourself do they have trains in russia Oh, there's a lot of trains in Russia. So, yeah. If you don't make your own currency as a bank and you let all of that revenue flow into the private sector, you're going to get left behind. So the options for the bank is to create their own currency and try to hold on to their clientele and then try to control the money supply that way. Not favorable for the user, but you know what? For the banks, they got to try to make a living. So uh, obvious move there. Right. I feel like every day, I see another article about another country adopting a central bank digital currency or, or using it or rolling it out. And, you know, it was only two years ago, 
Uh, maybe it's three now, but basically about two years ago, you had Jamaica was the first country to roll out a central bank digital currency. And that was pretty big news on its own. And now it's just not even domino anymore. after domino. Not even that big news anymore. Yeah, no, it's not. It so like. now it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, another country. Yeah, that's badass. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Speaking of the club, we're halfway there. Oh, a little more than halfway there. All right, we are traveling the world here, and we are stopping now in Canada. Even though our favorite Canadian is not here with us today, HP, what the? Come on, man. HP, where you at? From Hold here. on. Where's D-Fib at? That's what I want to know. D-Fib, where you at, my dude? You're hiding in the chat and you haven't texted yet. No, he ain't here. I'm going to be uh, I don't like you that much. mad at you. No, which way the bromance swings. All right, let's go back to the article. Canada bans 34 crypto wallets that are tied to the Freedom Convoy. <clears throat> Canadian police authorities have issued an order that blacklists several crypto wallets linked to the Freedom Convoy. There are reportedly 34 crypto wallets on the list containing approximately $1.4 million in cryptocurrency. The list purportedly includes 29 Bitcoin wallets, two Ethereum wallets, as well as Litecoin, Monero, and Cardano. Now, here's, uh, here's an important part of this article. The police order does not suggest that the authorities can freeze the wallets directly. Rather, they can't. It's impossible. It aims to prevent FinTrack regulated companies, aka exchanges, from accepting funds from these wallets, thereby preventing the holders from cashing out their crypto via exchanges so me and robin kind of talked about this uh before the show and i said hey dude like is there any way around this that you can see he said no and so my thought was the only way around it is if you can spend your crypto for stuff that you need to spend it on groceries mortgage whatever the case may be and that got me thinking is that why people are so against doing legal tender of crypto in countries like what El Salvador did. Uh, and we have an article with the, what the U.S. is talking about with El Salvador. But El Salvador has gotten a lot of hate for what they did. And now they have some control over crypto in what you see what Canada's doing. But if it was legal tender, this freeze wouldn't matter. Because I don't have to cash it out. I can just hold on to my Canadian dollars and I can pay my mortgage in crypto instead of paying it with cash. So I don't know. What do you think, Robin? Do you think this is part of the reason why that countries are so skeptical of making crypto or Bitcoin legal tender? I mean, yes. So, okay. So let's just zoom out here and just see, see what's going on. You have Canada trying to halt payment transactions from abroad that goes to the truckers and countries that control the fiat system. They control the money in the country. Now, when I say control, they can stop, see, they can seize, and they can freeze any bank account or transactions. And so, if, and then in this situation, they're saying they're freezing crypto wallets. Unfortunately, they can't touch the wallet themselves unless they get access to the seed phrase. Now, whether if you're, you know, if you, if you store the seed phrase in a place that's hackable, then that's one thing. But if you hold the seed phrase and you haven't divulged it to anybody, essentially not even the strongest government or the strongest supercomputer can get access to it. And so, yes, you have protection. Yes, you can receive funds. But then the problem 
lays where where we were talking about. And the the problem here is that you need to convert it to cash, and to to for the truckers to fund what their what their their motive is to put money into the different systems that that basically run the operation, they have to get it to cash. And how do you get it to cash? As soon as you as soon as you move that money from the wallet to an exchange, frozen or that's it. And that that's where the problem lies right now. And um yeah, I mean, that's that's just where we're at and as we mentioned, when you get to it being legal tender, then you don't need to move it into uh I'm kind of saying the same thing that that Davis said, but I just to harp on it you again. Agree with me. Yeah, I mean, you there's nothing you can do. Unless unless you can circumvent the fiat system. And right now cryptocurrency just isn't massively adopted when it comes to retail institutions. Uh yeah, I mean, you can buy a car with certain certain car makers. Uh you can buy jewelry from certain jewelry stores and there's a handful of other things. Uh you can send cash to somebody else, but you can't like you said pay your mortgage. You can't go and pay for groceries. You can't go and and just make a living off of crypto as far as using it 100% of the way. Uh, I mean, you have other options where you can put it on an exchange and then load it onto a card, but that can be, you know, the exchange is centralized and it can be controlled by a government. So there you go. Interesting. All right, let's move on to our next article. We have a new bill aims to mitigate risks to the U.S. from El Salvador's Bitcoin law. This is interesting. Uh, you're going to love what President Bukele said about this, by the way. Uh, a bipartisan group of senators introduced legislation in the U.S. Senate that seeks to mitigate perceived risk posed by El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin as a legal currency. The proposed Accountability for Cryptocurrency in El Salvador Act, also known as ACES, I feel like these names just get funnier and funnier, ACES, uh, aims to, quote, mitigate potential risks to the U.S. financial system, such as here we go, money laundering and terrorism funding. Uh, so sick of hearing this freaking. Okay. Uh, so this is a quote from Senator Risk. El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender raises significant concerns about the economic stability and financial integrity of a vulnerable U.S. trading partner in Central America. Then you have another senator, Senator Bill Cassidy wrote that, quote, recognizing Bitcoin as official currency opens the door for money laundering cartels and undermines U.S. interests. And President Bukele fired back in a tweet. He said, OK, boomers, <laughs> which is true. I think the youngest person we have is uh, is AOC. Maybe I'm, I'm probably wrong. But anyways, you have zero jurisdiction on a sovereign and independent nation. We are not your colony, your backyard or your front yard. Stay out of our internal affairs. Don't try to tr control something that you can't control. You hit it right on the head. Control. You take control away from, <clears throat> from a government that has had a stranglehold on, on, on a financial institution or the banking, whatever the case may be. They're not going to willingly give up that power. They're not going to willingly give up that control. So, you know, we, we referenced this in the beginning where we talked about legal tender. There's nothing wrong with what El Salvador is doing. I just don't understand how this can open the door and hurt U.S. interests. I, I mean, I don't know the exact numbers of how much import-export happens between the U.S. and El Salvador, what kind of partnerships are in place. 
but people using Bitcoin to to pay for stuff is your idea of oh it can hurt us financially or it can hurt the U.S. I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, that's uh, Robin. Yeah, countries are just mad. The country's economic powers that be are just mad that El Salvador is unplugging. Simple as that. They're removing themselves from the system. And the only thing that other countries can say is, well, uh, no, that's not a good idea. Uh, no, don't do that. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, don't do that. It's like when you try to like change your, um, your insurance and you call. So basically... One time I went to change my insurance. Here we go. <laughs> and here it, is, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Store time, baby. So one time I go to change my insurance. I call, or first I call, and I'm like, hey, man, this is uh, kind of pricey here. Uh, you know, I haven't had any accidents. Uh, you know, your boy's, your boy's been driving. First of all, you know, I'm a good driver. Looking sweet. And so anyways, no accidents, no tickets. And I got, I, and my car is really, uh, anyways, I'm not going to get in my car. But why am I paying so much? So I called and they're like, well, that's, that's, that's the rate. That's the rate. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's what you're paying for. So then I go and I call, I call around, I shop around, I find another, another insurance and I sign up with them and I was like, okay, cool. So then I call back and I am like, Hey, um, uh, canceling my insurance. And lo and behold, all of a sudden they got a new rate for me. They're like, Hey, no, 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 Don't go. Don't go. Don't go, please, 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 please. Uh, we, we can offer you a better rate. Uh, we're gonna give you, I'm like, well, where was this when I called the first time? Where was this when I called the first time? This is how El Salvador is doing. This is, this is how El Salvador is. They're unplugging and everyone's freaking out. They're like, where are you going, bro? Where are you going? Come on, man. We, we, we help you out so much. We're like, no, you didn't help them out. You didn't help El Salvador out with loans and economic prosperity. You just pushed them aside. And now that they're leaving, now that they're leaving the system, you you uh, you over here all up in arms and with this whole crap about uh, uh money laundering. We just had the biggest money laundering scheme ever. Exposed, caught all through the thanks of Bitcoin's network, which is transparent and you can just track everything. So if you want to compare that to to money, if you take 3.6 billion dollars what it was. Yeah. Take that amount of money, you turn it into cash, to paper dollars. Good luck finding that six years later. Good luck. Yeah. And that's your money system that that you're so proud of. And then you put it on Bitcoin and lo and behold, you can see where it goes. Every transaction has been to. And so, so your premise is that's not good because of money laundering. But yet, if you put your money in, in, in the suggested format, good luck tracing it. Good luck following that. That's all you got? The, 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 the conversation is, is stupid. It makes no sense to me. Good thing, El Salvador. And you know what? I also messaged President Bukele again on that. I, I responded to that tweet. Yeah, I remember what? <clears throat> now, he, he doesn't accept DMs. Anyway, if you haven't followed what's up, Stereo 2, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, please, Sin City Crypto oh. 1 is our Twitter handle. Follow us on Twitter retweet our request to have president bukele here on the show uh mr bukele we are huge fans we want to give you a platform to talk about your frustrations with the united states government we have frustrations too i'm not trying to get arrested to be a spy i'm not a spy but 
<laughs> I will say that I'm, I'm, a, fan, I'm a fan of Bitcoin. And you know what? El Salvador's on to something here. And uh, come on up here. Get in there. Sit on this red cat. Well, he's not going to fly out here. But we'll, we'll, we'll plug you in on a uh, video uh, Mr. Call. President, where to? Las Vegas. Oh, what are we doing, sir? We're going to Sin City Crypto. We are going to Sin City Crypto. We're going to Global Studio. Why not, man? You know what? I I'm shooting for the moon here, baby. Shoot for the moon. Land on the earth. <laughs> Shoot for the moon. Uh, you know, trip over my backyard fence. Okay. All right, let's move. <laughs> let's move on to some. Speaking of boomers, crypto is like a venereal disease and should be banned. Says the man who literally looks like a venereal disease. <laughs> uh, this is Charlie Munger. He is ninety-eight years old. God bless him. He has lived a healthy lifetime to go. So, going back to this article here, he. If you're not familiar with Charlie Charlie Munger, he is. Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's right-hand man. They grew up together. They both hate Bitcoin. They both hate crypto. Charlie Munger was on one. Uh, the, <laughs> and this article refers to him as the ancient vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett's right-hand man. Has no issue with providing his honest thoughts on cryptocurrency. He hates it. This is a quote from Mr. Munger. I certainly didn't invest in crypto. I'm proud of the fact that I avoided it. It's like some venereal disease again allow me to show you a picture of this man who also looks like he either has or is a venereal <laughs> disease um uh he also added i wish it had been banned immediately i admired the chinese for banning it i think they were right and we were wrong to allow it in a securities filing late on monday here's the funny part uh, Berkshire Hathaway disclosed that it had increased its exposure to cryptocurrency by purchasing $1 billion worth of new bank stock, Brazil's largest fintech bank, which remember, Brazil is probably the next country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. They are extremely pro-Bitcoin, uh, which is popular. The bank, the new bank is most popular amongst the, uh, Bitcoin investors in Brazil. So, um, hmm. so it's a venereal disease, but you're okay with your company investing in companies that have a lot of crypto and Bitcoin, not only on their balance sheets, but that's their main focus. Um, okay. have well, what happens when there's something you don't like? Oh, oh, wait, wait, hold on. One more thing. Uh, Donnie, pull up my laptop. Just do laptop. I'll get rid of the banner. Get rid of this. All right. Someone tweeted this, and it's absolutely hilarious. Charlie Munger says, fiat currency is going to zero. Also, Charlie Munger, crypto is like some venereal disease. And, um, yeah. Well, what this kid's doing. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, Robin. I didn't mean to take it away from Yeah, you. you know, so in this interview, you know, we probably should have pulled that up. But in this interview, he also, uh, for some reason, says fiat's going to zero. So I'm just curious if if you believe fiat's going to zero, gold baby, and gold and silver, <laughs> gold and silver, just like all he's the gonna, he's just gonna barter or everything. I'm mean, like, I right, love man. For this month's mortgage, I'm just gonna give you uh, this camper I have in my backyard. <laughs> okay, so so what do you do when there's something you don't like? What 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 does a person do? When there's something they don't like. Punch it in the face. And you can't come up with a reasonable argument using facts and using 
persuasive conversation. So you're sitting here, you're like, you don't like it. Okay, let's just say, uh, say your ex-wife's got a new, uh, new, a new husband. He's doing all the right things, but you don't like him. I mean, you can't find a single thing to say about him. You're just like, well, why don't you like him? He's stupid. He's stupid. He's ugly. He's, he's stupid. He's like, he's probably got STDs. That's, that's what you would say. When you have no logical conclusion, you can't pull out any facts and you can't make a persuasive argument and you're in a corner and somebody asks you a question about cryptocurrency and you have nothing to say with, that you can back up with facts. Shut up. You just you start name calling. And that's where we're at. The man got nothing to say. He's got no ammunition. He is a smart investor. He can see pros and cons and he doesn't see the cons. And at this point, he's backed into a corner and he knows that he's got a reputation for, for putting it down and he's got no facts now. He's got no facts to back it up. And so now he's just like, it's like STD. It's like STD. I don't like it. I ain't messing with it. Like, so that's, that's where we're at. Bitcoin, that's where we're at. Bitcoin is now just, uh, uh, we're just calling it names. So um, Bitcoin's stupid. It's an STD uh that that's that's where we're at now uh we, we we've thrown out the uh we've thrown out the logical conversations intellectual conversations. We, we, we've thrown all that out the window because uh you got no room you got no leg to stand on you got no room to talk uh there's nothing you can say still stand on his legs like do you think his legs can still support him i mean maybe he's got a, a walker 98 years old bro 98 he lives a good life man you know if we're only all so fortunate you know uh all right let's like paying for his health like he's getting like uh hey i've always wondered how does the queen of england live so long isn't she like 100 and something uh she's 97 i think literally like is there some sort of juice or something people are drinking i'm telling you man they they take the placenta and they grind it up (laughs) (laughs) they make smoothies out of it people haven't had breakfast yet okay i mean lunch not breakfast all right, let's move on. Twitter news. Twitter enables users to give and receive Ethereum tips natively. On Wednesday, the social media platform added a slew of fresh payment services to these existing tipping options, including Ether. Users looking to receive ETH tips simply need to enable the platform's tipping features and add an Ethereum address to the dedicated section of the profile. One thing to keep in mind, <clears throat> ENS addresses are not compatible yet. So any of those things you see, like dot .e, dot .whatever, uh, has to be the full alphanumeric address. Uh, so as of right now, but I'm sure that'll change. For now, tips are of, uh, only available for users on iOS and Android. According to Twitter, users keep 100% of the tips they receive. So I'm curious, is this just Ethereum or is it all ERC-20 tokens? Is it ERC-721 tokens, which are the NFTs? Is it ERC-1155 tokens? Is it all Ethereum or just ether so you know bitcoin just bitcoin it's not a smart contract platform so one thing but ether is a whole ecosystem so curious robin what do you think do you think it's just ether or you think it's the entire ethereum ecosystem you know they they didn't so i did a little bit more searching they they just left this information very vague uh so i'm assuming right now it's probably just ethereum it's a very big platform, a lot of users, so I'm sure they're going to turn it on to stages. I think this is more about the integration of the Ethereum network and then first integrate the network and then later you ha- I mean you have 
you have thousands of ERC20 tokens. Thousands. Multiples of thousands. Yeah. Now, that opens up the doors for, (laughs) obviously, thousands of different uh, currencies that can be transacted. If if they allow the transaction of ERC20 tokens. Now, if you if you have the Ethereum network on there, I don't see why not. Uh, but I think for Twitter, my guess would be that it's probably more so for NFTs. That'd be my guess because Ethereum transactions, a lot of a uh, yeah, lot of gas a, fees. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious on that too. So Wait. they didn't say anything about that. I, that was my. I was just curious. I'm like, hey, am I going to be spending fifty bucks to tip five dollars? That's what I want to know. Am I paying fifty dollars in gas fee to tip five bucks? Because obviously that makes no sense. However, and even even if you don't pay the gas fee to Twitter, Twitter is going to have to pay the gas fee. Right. So it really, I think you logically doesn't doesn't make much yeah, sense. But I bet you it's simply this is all, and and you you never know. You could leverage like Polygon's network, and then you know do all the transactions through there, and then you know save a lot of money that way. Right. Uh, so I mean, there there are ways to circumvent that if you're trying to move. Uh, Ethereum. No, we haven't talked about Polygon a lot lately. No, we haven't. Are you but sad? we should. We're gonna we're gonna have a uh, story time about Polygon here in a minute. No, no, yeah. we've already had story time. <laughs> so, uh-huh. uh, but I think I think this is a move to integrate NFTs. I wouldn't be surprised if Twitter will give you an Ethereum wallet soon, where you can store your NFTs. Uh, obviously, you can put it as your uh, profile picture, uh, but. I think it's just going to be integration from top down, basically circumventing MetaMask uh, and just basically NFT central Twitter. Okay. You know, I mean, you see all the big companies, all the big companies are NFT, 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 NFTs. More, more, more so than, than crypto payments. It used to be, oh, hey, when are they going to start adopting? Now I, every company either owns an NFT, is talking NFTs, it's talking metaverse, like that's that's the prerogative right now. So, you know, I'm a very and this is a, this is a way off topic. I'm a very spontaneous person. I, something just crossed my mind. I'm looking. I'm like, our, our chat's going down. We're in a bear market. What's a way to get more people into our chat? Robin, here's what I'm thinking. Let me know what you think. Qué pasa? So the picks for blockchain parlay are already in. The prize right now is fifty bucks in Bitcoin. See, this guy, he always makes decisions during the show, and then we turn the cameras off, and I'm like. Whoa. Why couldn't you talk about this before? Because it just hit me and it needs yeah, to be talked go. about today before. If if the chat, you guys can help us get 50 people in the chat tomorrow. I will up that to $100 in Bitcoin to the winner. Yeah. You like it? Y'all hear it? If we get 50 people in the chat tomorrow. You help us get 50 people in the chat tomorrow. 50 people in the chat. Now, it's not going to affect many, your chances many, of winning. How many contestants do we have? Nine? Or- yeah. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't even break ten. So, so the chances of you winning are not going to drop because the picks are already in. You okay. help us get to fifty people in the chat tomorrow. I will raise that number. I'll double it from fifty to one hundred bucks. So winner will get one hundred bucks in Bitcoin. Cool. Dang, that means so one of the nine people will double your money. That's uh, I like that. You like it? Yeah, that's good, right? Usually Let's his go. on the fly ideas are terrible, and uh, I got to talk some sense into him. Spontaneous but... person. <laughs> I'm also very giving. So. Uh, Let's see. Let's see what happens. 50 people. Let's get him in the chat. And, you know, don't, don't cheat us. All right. Bring real people. Don't sign into 10 different accounts. Bring real hey, people. Hey, however you want to bring them in here, I don't care. But they got to be real you know, people. You, you want to get the, uh, your little kid's uh, rubber tablet that they have <laughs> that they watch YouTube channels. 
<laughs> Log that thing in. Let's go. <laughs> All right, I like it. Let's do it. Okay, I'm excited. All right, let's move on. We have two more articles to talk about. The next one is MasterCard adds crypto consulting service in the latest effort to boost crypto adoption. Payments giant MasterCard is expanding its payments-focused consulting service to include crypto. It covers a range of digital currency capabilities from early-stage education, risk assessment, and bank-wide crypto and NFT strategy development all the way to crypto cards and the design of a crypto loyalty program. That'd be absolutely amazing. Uh, one of my favorite credit cards used the BlockFi credit card. Uh, I think I've made like almost a grand in free Bitcoin from their rewards because they did a three and a half percent intro, whatever. Uh, MasterCard began bring, uh, bringing crypto onto its network in February of last year. The company is focusing on developing products and services around crypto, stable coins, and CB so uh nothing really to to really go back and forth about over this but here we go we have another payment giant the second uh, if i'm not mistaken the second one behind visa that is serious about integrating crypto into their payment services so this is great to talk about a crypto loyalty program amazing uh they're gonna not just crypto but cbdc stable coins i love this imagine having a mastercard linked to your your account and yes, Bitcoin is not, crypto is not legal tender, but imagine having it linked to your crypto exchange or crypto wallet. You go to the store, you go to pay, it automatically converts it from whatever crypto you want into stable coin. And bam, on the way back, you get kicked back some loyalty points, rewards in crypto. I love it. I'm digging it. Robin, what do you say? Yeah, I feel like MasterCard has been a lot more progressive in adopting crypto into their ecosystem. Now, Visa, on the other hand, has issued, I think it was six, all, over 60 different crypto credit cards. Uh, to basically, they, they put the, the Visa logo on one of the exchanges uh, cards, and then either it comes off like a debit card or it's just your traditional credit card. Uh, that's kind of been the direction for Visa. They've also got into uh, NFTs. But MasterCard seems to be a little bit more into the payments on their end and integrating blockchain on their end. So uh, I'm curious to see if Visa will st step up. Uh, uh, we got a new person in the chat. Hola! L-K-S-D-G-H. What's up, my bro? That's going to be a hard one to nickname. How about we just call him Lick'em? Lick'em. <laughs> Lick'em. Lick Welcome. Lick's the good so anyways, yeah, I think I think MasterCard's starting to lead in the adoption of cryptocurrency while Visa is just monetizing the card, issuing cards out to crypto exchanges and companies. So All right. we have one more article and uh, this is <clears throat> this article is is not typically something we'll cover, but just for our community. You know, with crypto becoming so popular, you know, friends, your friends and people that are new and new to crypto, we definitely don't want one of their first experiences to be a, a hack or their funds being stolen or them connecting their wallet to a BS website. So uh, this is something that happened. Uh, and I'm going to read the article to you. Cyber criminals are using bots that are purchased on Telegram to trick users into giving them access to their crypto accounts. Uh, OTPs or one-time password bots are remarkably easy to use and are relatively inexpensive to operate relative to the amount that can be earned from a successful attack. And here's how they're doing it. Hackers use the OTP bot to stage a seemingly official phone call 
while simultaneously prompting the two-factor authentication code from the user's crypto platform. Once the typically flustered user divulges the code, hackers gain immediate and total access to their account. Uh, a Maryland-based obstetrician, Dr. Anders Apgar, was the victim of such an attack in which an official-sounding phone call alongside a series of banner notifications on his phone informed him that his Coinbase account was in jeopardy. Uh, the doctor ended up in a situation where his two-factor authentication code was divulged over the phone, and immediately afterward, he found himself locked out of his own account, which had held approximately $106,000 in Bitcoin. I have uh, Coinbase's support pulled up here, and I want to just read it real quick. Coinbase support will never ask you to share your password or two-step verification or request that you install remote sign-in software on your computer. If anyone claiming to be associated with Coinbase support requests information, immediately contact us. Coinbase will never make outbound calls. They will never call you. So I say this all the time, and I'm going to say it again. If it doesn't feel right, don't. If you get an email that you think and it looks so legit from Coinbase and you're not sure, go Google Coinbase support, call their real number, and just verify before you do anything. Before you link your wallet to any website, double check the website because literally all it takes is for one word or one letter to be off or missing for that to be a scam and you connect your wallet and now all your money is gone. Tread carefully, my friends. You know, we're very new to this space. You know, people say it's the wild, wild west. It really is. Uh, you got hacks, scams, everything happening. Don't let your friends or family who are new to crypto run into an issue like this. If we can educate people, we'll do our job on our end, having the platform we have. And we'd love for our community to do the same. Help out your friends, help out your family, help out really anyone that's getting into crypto. Let's be that industry that is so welcoming to people that people are like, man, this is awesome. This is amazing. I love it. They're helpful. So uh, that's just something I wanted to touch on real quick. Scams, I get these emails all the time. Your Coinbase account is locked. It's hacked. I pay no mind to it. Uh, so you should do the same. But What's scary is that it's a coordinated attack. Not only are they sending you information via your email, but they're, they're also calling you. They're, they're calling, calling you and then they're corresponding it with text messages as well. Uh, so they're, uh, they're upgrading their attack plan. Uh, here, here's the way I look at it. How do you look? This is how I look at it. Come. If you, you ever... my glasses? No. If you ever, 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 ever call any exchange, whether it's Coinbase, Binance, KuCoin, or even email them or try to contact them anyway, it is so damn hard to talk to anybody. Yeah. Just know that there is no way that they're going to call you because that's yeah. not what they do. They don't open up communication. Because first of all, hey, for, me to, for me to even it. talk to one person at Coinbase, Jesus, you're talking to robots, you're talking to, to answer machines, you're talking all kinds of stuff. And then I, I remember I, I sent a, uh, an email out to uh, Coinbase, or no, no, to KuCoin, regarding a transaction. And lo and behold, uh, two days later, yeah, the transaction processed. But... I, uh, they, they responded to my email, uh, two and a half, three weeks later. And so just know that, uh, no exchange will probably ever communicate to you because it's uh, good luck communicating to any of the exchanges because, uh, they, they have zero customer service. Uh, hopefully that is one thing they'll, they'll improve. Yes, on. Please. Yeah, please. Like, like literally we need, I don't know about you. They make a lot of money, man. Listen, man, I don't know about you, but when it comes to money, 
and you think something's wrong, I want to be able to pick up the freaking phone and talk to a human being from your company and figure out what the hell's going on. And we don't have that right now. So that, like, I, and I, my friends always ask me, what's the best exchange? I tell them, you go, this exchange, this is the issue. You go, this exchange, this is the issue. There's not one perfect exchange that has a lot of coins, that's safe, secure, has great customer service, and is fast and cheap. It does not exist. Even the centralized exchanges, there's no one you can call. Like, there's, there's nothing. Coinbase has, Coin, uh, Coinbase has does. a phone number. Yes, but Coinbase is expensive, system. and they don't have a lot of coins. I mean, they have more than some, but they don't have as many as KuCoin, Crypto.com, uh, you know, uh, Gate, whatever the case may be. It, there's no perfect scenario. But if I had to pay a little more money on trading fees to be able to pick up the phone and call someone, that's what I'm going to do. And that is why they make a centralized, lot of money, I do Coinbase. They make a lot of money. Amount of money that these exchanges are making, seriously, absolutely man. Hire absurd. some freaking you. People you are them, you're talking about top 500 companies in the world at this point. The amount of bread these people got is insane, and the fact that you can't uh, put together a customer service customer team? service like please, man. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, and, and it's it's something that that makes people uneasy, and it's a absolutely. new industry. It's confusing. Absolutely. It's still confusing. Sometimes I'm like, all right, do I got to include a memo on this one? Or uh, do I got to copy a transaction? And, talking about transferring money in and yeah, out? Yeah, or just moving money or, you know, like, like look, uh, it, it, do I got the right network selected on my like, uh, like on uh, my MetaMask? Like, like Nick, when we were uh, sending Nick his rewards on Algorand, he was having some issues receiving it. And he had to fill out a form and blah, 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 blah. Like, like to It's a, just to a, a lot easier. Investor. If it's your first time, like, hey. You know what? I got I got $150,000 in your exchange. Something went wrong. I need to talk to somebody. Like that's how that's how it should be. You know, you know, yeah. I agree. I especially when it involves money, bro. That's money. What I'm like it's money. I remember one time, I thought I got my Voyager account hacked. I emailed him, still no email back. This was 4 months ago. Unacceptable. So, yeah, watch out if you're not sure, guys, if you're not if it doesn't see, if there, any little piece is giving you a red flag, don't do it. Don't do it. Reach out to the company. Wait. Go, if it says your account's been locked, literally go on your account. If it's not locked, it's a scam. If it's locked, maybe serious. You call the company, email them before you make any decisions, before you give up any information. And just know, no company will ever, ever ask you for your password, your seed phrase, your authentication, your one, nothing. They ask you for that immediate red flag. All right. Uh, before we get into the market, if there's any projects you would like us to take a look at, entry point, exit point, charts, bup, 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 let us know. Let's get right into it. Our market analysis. We are looking not so juicy. Down 4.35%. Oh, we're down to 41 now? 41, yes. And actually, mm. before I move on to the rest of the market, I want to show you guys the Bitcoin chart. So this is the- Streets are on fire. This is the daily Bitcoin chart. Run. <laughs> and I talked about this yesterday, this trend Sell line here. everything. Stop it. Sell it all. Shut your mouth, man. I'm trying to talk. I'm joking, my bad. Jesus Christ. Don't So this trend line I drew here was a resistance and when we hit this resistance on this green candle i told you guys we're probably going to get rejected and what happened we got rejected and now we are in this little box i drew here is a support zone so i went all the way back to september of 2021 
strong support and this box is from 39.5 all the way up to 41,297 which we are literally at right now so great zone to accumulate great zone to buy not financial advice but if you're looking at a time to buy this is a great zone if we do break under this the next one is, is going to be right in that 32 to 34 thousand dollar range but we have a triple top here on bitcoin triple top which means when we break this resistance of 44,000, do not be surprised if we shoot right past 40, uh, 48 and we get all the way up to 52. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen when we finally break it. The more times you tap the resistance, when the breakout happens, it will be bigger. Uh, that's my two cents on the chart. And looking at the other indicators here, the RSI, we are getting down towards, we're right in the middle, but we're trending towards oversold territory and you can see when we get to overbought typically reverses so uh not all bad prices down but depends on how you look at it if you 100 believe in crypto and you're here for the long term you are happy to see pullbacks like this especially in strong support zones great opportunity to buy great opportunity to accumulate uh so that's what i got you want to add anything on this uh on the chart robin on the before? bitcoin chart on the bitcoin chart before i go back to cmc well i mean we do have the uh if you pull it up we have the head and shoulders pattern uh the neckline is basically the orange line that you drew there for the most part uh so as as david said once we clear that it's it's smooth sailing i mean we have we have increased volume as of lately uh what 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 brought this candle is the traditional markets the world economy has been taking uh some hits all albeit because of the conflict between russia and ukraine or the anticipation of that uh so once we get past this the same thing happened when we when we we took a dip what was it, about a week week and a half ago i think it was now yeah uh so when that happened it was over the same thing it was over uh the american media and world media saying that russia was going to invade ukraine and then after a little time nothing happened russia was like uh what are y'all talking about we ain't invading nobody and then the market started moving back up russia was like what you talking about willis like hold on player <laughs> we ain't invading nobody we just over there trying to get some sugar i don't know if that's what they sound like they're like you're not invading anyone <laughs> a lot better my, my accents are on point on point i'm telling you why don't, don't you do a Robin accent? Your boy looking <laughs> Accent, not, not a. Yeah, your accent is too stupid. I don't want to kill too many brain cells. Yeah. All right, let's go back. So, so yeah, the traditional markets are down. You got. The you want to look at the market? chart? Yeah, let's look at the traditional market. So this is the. Uh, go ahead, Robin. This is the S and P five hundred chart right here. This is the one day on the S and P five hundred. Uh, we are down one point seven, almost two percent. Uh, and not as big of a candle as a few days ago, but but still very significant. That's and then a... that's a lot of money. A I know two percent doesn't seem like a lot, guys, but you're talking about forty five trillion dollar market cap for the S and P five hundred. Uh, so that's uh two percent. That's eight hundred billion dollars wiped out of the S&P the top 500 companies in the US 800 billion dollars worth of value has been wiped away in a day so we got a new person in the chat no we don't we don't oh no. never mind 
Man, it's some bullshit, bro. Boom. <laughs> we got them Coinbase representatives up in here today, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone that does the whole VOR, VUM, those typically bots or what? I think so. I don't. We, we should investigate yeah. what that means. Charles Bradbury, if you are a real human being, say hola in the chat. Hola. We will recognize you. Hola! <laughs> I'm real. <laughs> Fish, baby. Uh, so yeah, S&P 500 is down. Uh, the Nasdaq also is down uh, uh, pretty significantly as well. Dow too, if you want to pull up the, the chart again, uh, Donnie. Um, this is the Dow. Oh, Dow. Dow is down 530 points. Another one and a half percent. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about head and shoulders. This is like shoulder, head, shoulder. And if I draw a neckline here, We'll draw the neckline from oh, here. That's a major support there. So, give or take. If we break under this, no bueno. But <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. We, we got a ton of support right here in that 34. High 34, so. Uh, like, you know, we talk about decoupling, Bitcoin decoupling. They will always be tied together because investors who have invest... Because look at yourselves. Do you the just have money in Bitcoin? Or crypto, or do you have money in real estate and stocks and mutual funds and bonds? So, well, the way the, the way the the market moves, traditional markets in correlation to crypto markets, is that when there is a big move in one way or the other, it generally pushes crypto in the same direction. Uh, so, if you have a market crash, you have a really big sell off and really red day in in Wall Street, almost. 100% of the time, same thing happens in crypto. However, crypto bounces back faster. It might not dip as hard. It might dip harder. Uh, but generally, it just pushes crypto in that direction. So if you wake up and you uh, you see, hey, uh, Wall Street is down. I bet you anything, you look at crypto, it's going to be saying the same thing. Uh, the same can be said in the opposite. Uh, so when, crypto, when Wall Street goes up by 1%, when the Dow Jones is up by 1.5%, that's when you see them juicy portfolio numbers. That's when you see Bitcoin up 10%, 15%. That's when you see the altcoins just straight numbers. off to the races. So, And uh, kind of just, uh, let's go ahead and pull up the laptop. Just going over the rest of the markets here. We have Ethereum sitting at 29.05, uh, BNB 407, holding on over 400 bucks. Uh, love BNB to get to about 1,200 bucks in the next bull run. Uh, XRP coming in at number six at 77 cents. Cardano overtook Solana for the seventh spot, sitting at a dollar three. Solana has been down almost fourteen percent over the last seven days. Avalanche. When I checked this morning, they were the only cryptocurrency in the green, but they've turned red, sitting just under ninety dollars. And then Terra Luna rounding out the top ten. Everything is red. There's blood in the streets, my dude. Yeah, where's crypto blood at? We have crypto blood. <laughs> uh, we do have. Some green. We have oh. Cosmos. That is Dude, Cosmos up. was up. 6 you know what? Let's see earlier. who has Cosmos. Let me check uh, blockchain parlay. David has Cosmos. Who else? Someone else has Cosmos. I believe. No. Wow. Just David. Mm. Man. What's uh, what? What is your other? What's your second? I have Cosmos and Crypto.com. That one's been tanking bad. Oh yeah. You Bro, know. You know. I've. Um, you got XRP and HBAR. Yeah, I'm probably gonna lose. Garrett has cake and Ave, Ada Doge, uh, Eddie, Donnie. You had Matic and Litecoin. Litecoin. You ever pick Litecoin? I'm a 
Uh, if you uh, okay, so I know we got a couple of new people in here. So we have a uh, Hindi and uh, what was it? A A something. A A B. A G. A G. Uh, A G. If you're still here, Hindi. If you're still here. Oh. Uh, and uh, we got a new guy in the chat. Azam. Hola. So welcome to the club. Uh, so here, your perfect Azam. timing. Here. Perfect timing here. Bitcoin ban. Hey, we don't use those words around here, bro. Can you use whatever words yeah, you want? You can say whatever you want. Except for Doge. You're not allowed to say Doge in our chat anymore. <laughs> Banned. But, but, uh, Blanket ban on the word Doge. So, so hey, uh, for, for those of you that are new to the channel here and just started watching us this week on Friday. So tomorrow uh, we do a Bitcoin giveaway. Uh, it's a fun competition that we have between the chat. So uh, basically, if you think you're a savvy investor, it's called, Robin? It's called Blockchain Parlay. That's right. So why is it called blockchain parlay is because you're picking two projects. So you pick two tokens or two projects within the top 100 and whoever returns the biggest profit or mitigates the biggest loss. If we're in a bear, bear trend for the week, uh, whoever gets the best returns between the two projects wins crypto. And it's a fun competition amongst, uh, amongst the chat here. Uh, last week's winner was Nick. Uh, and then before that, who, who won before that? Was it HP or? Before that was, no. Sean, I know, won. Sean won the first one. But who either did, way. Who won before that? We're giving out, we've given out, we're giving out straight cashola. We're giving out that Bitcoin. And all you got to do is just type in uh, two different projects in the chat. Uh, I saw earlier somebody said uh, 50 viewers. That's, uh, that's crazy. You know, we got all the way up to, uh, I think it was almost 30. I think we had 29 yeah, we'll, viewers. Yeah. Uh, not last Friday, but the Friday before. So uh, it's not too far off. It's not not too ambitious. So, you know, people show up when you give out free uh Let's go, baby. 50 people ain't nothing. If if there's literally about 12 of you in here, if you guys each get one or two people, we'll be at 50. No problem. Here's a question, David. You, what do you think? Where do you think Bitcoin's going? down i mean for today down. today and tomorrow so we we see we see i think it'll see it moving down right now touch under 40 so pull, I, pull up the chart what, what do you think where, where do you think we're going let me give you a thought let me get your thoughts here where's bitcoin going what's the market gonna look like tomorrow when we start the show uh what are we expecting to look like when we go into the weekend i mean this is a pretty pretty big red candle bro and I, I think we'll touch the lower part of this box, the 39.5. But I think there's so many buy orders at, at under 40 that it's just going to bounce right back up. But I'm this line here, again, this line at 44,200 is key. We've gotten rejected twice there in the last two weeks, less than two weeks. So we'll see, man. That's that's a lot of resistance. But then so again... You, think, you say you're, you're thinking we're going to hold over, over 40,000? Because uh, if yeah, I think we'll hold over forty. So yeah. going going into tomorrow, you don't think we'll be in the thirties mm, at all? No, I don't. In, in the weekend as well? Uh, I don't think so. But then again, uh, when we think something, it usually the opposite happens. So uh, you know, Bitcoin's going to zero. <laughs> Probably going to go to two hundred thousand. Uh, th that's just my thing. But here's the thing too, though, is we have we you know we we have a triple top here on the chart. Go and pull up the chart one more time. We have a triple top here on the chart. At some point, it you know, usually it, it breaks big when it does finally break and stay above. But sometimes, if it keeps getting rejected, you're eventually going to quit. So the 
Yo, boy, every time I get rejected, I don't quit, bro. I thought you I come, I pull up with some flowers. Didn't you say You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go rent. I'm going to go rent a nice car. You said yes. I'm going to pull up correct, bro. I'm going to, I'm going to use the You said yesterday that you don't get rejected. Do you remember? That's what I'm saying. So now you're a liar. No, no. I don't get rejected. You're a liar. Routinely. You might say no at first, but I'm going to creep up like COVID, baby. I'm going to, I'm going to just keep coming back. We're going to keep coming back, baby. See what I got to deal with, guys? That's why I had to stay home yesterday because I so, can't. I can't. Literally can't. Uh, and then let, let's let pull up uh, the, the laptop. I want to just go over the biggest losers. So yeah, we got 10 minutes of uh, we got we, we're going to sign off here at, at noon. So we got a full 17 minutes. We need to fill in here. Uh, so we don't. What do you mean we don't? We're not signing off at noon. It's 1143. Yeah, we're about to sign off in about two minutes. We ain't signing off in the two minutes. Yeah, we are. Markets are dumping. We're about to fill up the chat. We got about it. About to have it. till 11:50. 11:50. All right. 11:50. If we're we not at 20, minutes. we're off. If we're not we at 20, minutes. we're done. What, what projects are y'all? What projects are y'all holding? What do y'all? What do y'all? Here's what I wanted to talk about. What's so that? rally yesterday. Do you remember rally was up 50? percent Yeah. Now it is down 21. Was there any news behind rally? What no, I checked pump? yesterday. I checked this morning. No news that I found on rally coin. Uh, then you have the graph down 13. percent You see a small altcoin, and, and and yes, rally's in the top 100, but comparatively speaking uh it is a smaller altcoin when you see one of these smaller projects just pump like like rally did and you can't find any corresponding news or partnerships or perhaps like a coinbase listing or something if you can't find any of anything that corresponds with that pump you best believe that thing is gonna pull back do not fomo in but a love of god because it almost always retraces really hard so that's uh, that's one of my uh, my trading uh, advice. Secrets, yeah. Robin's trading secrets, and uh, I kind of like using Coin Gecko here too. If we can pull that up, because they do give you the one hour, twenty four hour, and the seven days. So we are down. ETH is down two percent over the last hour. Uh, yeah. So it looks like literally as we are speaking, as we are live, the markets are literally taking. So. Um, IOTX, yeah, IOTX is, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah, Mr. Stereo. At this point, your your best move is just to hodl whatever you got. Six percent, because you don't know you don't know how far it's gonna it's gonna drop. You don't know. Right now, we're at key support levels, uh, so we could get a major bounce at any any moment. So selling at a moment like now, like 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 it is right now. Don't try to time these dips because you're gonna get burned more times than not. Uh, you'll sell right now and then you'll you'll pull up the phone an hour later and then all of a sudden it's up two percent. You're like, yeah, never oh. ever try to, <laughs> never ever try to top. I or try swear, to top some, uh, every time I try to like swing trade a major dip, I I can never you lose time. your ass. Yeah. It, it's Same. just it's ugly, bro. I'm like, all right, I can sell it right now. I know it's going to keep dropping and then I'll buy back in when it hits the bottom. And then right when I sell it, that is the bottom. And then, <laughs> and then I'm just sitting there. My wife's looking at me. She's like, what happened to our account? I'm just like, um, look at Ada, pull up my laptop. Look at how much freaking support we have here. That's the man. dollar, right? Yeah, dude. I mean, that is a lot of, I mean, look how many times, we have bounced off of this dollar support. Uh, 
if if you're looking for a top project, and this is not financial advice, but damn it, if I was a financial advisor, this hey, is what I'd say. When when that okay, if the markets dump more, if Bitcoin like this is amazing. If di if Bitcoin One, two, dumps three, more, four, five, six, here's the seven, thing: like that support nine. is a hard floor, and when it breaks through it, it's gonna fall hard. So if you if you happen to pull What's up the next you, support after a dollar 80 like three cents, I'm telling you, I know I know my Cardano charts, bro. It's like 83 or 87 cents. And that is a good pickup. Also, I'm going to be eyeballing if we if we end up taking a dump this uh, weekend, I'm going to be eyeballing XRP as uh, I wanted to pick up more when it was at 60 cents. It was at 66 cents. I put in a few significant buy orders and I was scooping it up at 60 cents. Are you buying your XRP, Rob? Uh, KuCoin. And then, and here's the thing. Uh, KuCoin isn't really friendly for ACH banking deposits. Uh, so I usually just unload or I just load up on Coinbase and then I transfer over. Uh, but definitely uh, XRP at 60 cents, the lawsuit on... Uh, wasn't my, there news my that came out the memo or something? So you know, I was reading. I was reading up on on it. Uh, there, so there's a couple things. So if you if you want a little XRP insight, uh, you had a the SEC is claiming that they told Ripple Labs, they told Ripple Labs that hey, be careful because what you're planning on doing is selling securities. And the whole court case is that Ripple Labs is saying, uh, we had no idea that what we were doing was classified as a security. And so there's this law provision or something that says that you weren't informed of your actions, so it's okay. You basically get a pass. Uh, so this whole court case essentially just comes down to SEC's like, we told you not to do it. And XRP or Ripple Labs is saying, well, you didn't tell us crap. And so that's where that's where the the issue comes comes about. And so there's emails that support both sides of the argument. And then we got there was also the former SEC commissioner who brought about the lawsuit. Uh, he was on record saying that Ethereum was decentralized, Bitcoin's decentralized, and so being that they're decentralized, they're not security. And so you can't regulate them like a security because they're decentralized it's funny to say that because xrp is extremely similar it is pretty damn decentralized uh now you're talking about eth xrp okay so i have a I pull, pull up the laptop so i real quick did some research so this is an article on xrp and what what's happening so uh xrp or sorry ethereum and the sec are about to settle uh, so however, for quick, if this quick settlement between the SEC and Ethereum takes place, then it will certainly raise a lot of questions. Oh, I didn't know about this. This one. will also show the SEC's unfair treatment with Ripple while ETH getting a quick settlement. Now, here's the thing. XRP. So what, what they're not covering in this is that XRP could have settled. The XRP could have settled. But it's like, if I'm not guilty, why am I going to plead that's, guilty? That's XRP stand. So... So Ethereum and other projects, they don't want they don't want to go through they don't want to go to court. Yeah. They don't want to be what blacklisted. Would do? What would you do, Robin? Principal and say no. Well, you can okay. Okay. Let's look at the growth from December. Pull up the growth. December 2020. For what? Ethereum or Ethereum? December 2020. 
Look how much percentage it went up from December 2020 to now. And they didn't get blacklisted. They didn't get their token delisted from exchanges. And what happened was Ripple Labs with XRP, they chose to fight it. So they lost out on all these gains because if you have the option of settling, you settle, you agree that you did wrong, and then you move forward. So, bam, there you go. There you go. Left to right, December 2020 till now. Where, where was the price on that? Uh, in December of 2020, it was right around 600 bucks. bucks. So you went from 600 all the way up to 4,000, sitting at 3,000 right now. Uh, and then if you look at, you pull up XRP at the same, at the same time, basically you'll see, uh, what XRP, they went nowhere. I think they were sitting over at a dollar as well. I'm not sure, but a lot of lost growth there. And, uh, yeah. So if I could pick up XRP at 60 cents, I'm going to grab more of it, man. I'm telling you, man, there you go. December XRP December 2020 bam so we got a we got same spot yeah we got to all time have a dollar almost two bucks so because SEC zero growth in the price of of XRP a little bit growth so your question was would I settle and just fold well do you want to spend two three years not making any money yeah or you just pay and you fold and then you go about your business, it's the cost of doing business. That's the way the SEC works right now. Opportunity cost, right? You lost the opportunity to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And then and at the same time, there's really no guarantee that you'll even win the case. So you could hamper your own growth. And then at the end of the day, not have anything to show for it. Yeah. And then just set your company back two years or your project back two years. Uh, so I don't know. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you come back and you visit tomorrow for the Blockchain Parlay. Come get some of that free cashola. And see if you won. Get that bragging rights. 50 people, we go to $100 in Bitcoin. No 50 people, we do $50. Bring your friends, bring your tablets, and uh, we'll bring the Bitcoin. Yeah, I like it. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Peace.